0: I'm going to start in Luke chapter 11. I'm going to read a few verses. So you don't have to follow on. Um, I'm just going to read a few scriptures, and then we're going to pray, and I'm going to preach this morning. And then we're going to do some impartation. We have our sozo team and our prayer team. We're going to do a what's called a fire tunner. Fi- fire tunner? That's it. A fire tunnel. That's a, 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 a southern way of putting it. A fire tunner a fire tunnel, or a Holy Ghost car wash, whatever you want to call it. We're going to have you, those of you that want impartation, I'm going to believe in laying on of hands. This is the fundamentals in the book of Hebrews. The author is saying, hey, you got to get this. Laying on of hands, there's an impartation. Paul told the Roman church, I'm desiring to come to you that I might impart a gift to you. He told his spiritual son, Timothy, stir up the gift of God within you that you received when we laid hands on you. How many know you can get stuff when you get hands laid on you? Moses laid hands on Joshua and Joshua got wiser. How many needed some wisdom this morning? Then just ask. But we believe in impartation. And we believe that there's a spiritual substance of heaven, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Paul, it says Paul laid hands on those in Acts chapter 19 and they received the Holy Spirit. They spoke with tongues and prophesied. Well, am I going to speak in tongues? You might. If you haven't yet, uh, who knows what's going to happen, but you're going to get blessed. That's what matters, amen? Sometimes people fall down because the presence of God is so strong, but you don't have to fall down to receive an impartation. But we're going to do a fire tunnel, a Holy Ghost car wash. We're going to pray over you. We have our appointed prayer team, our Sozo team, and our prayer team. We're praying in the back room, powerful time. and, uh, And so get ready for that. Are you ready for that? All right. I'm going to preach for about 15 minutes, and we're going to have fun this morning. So uh, John, no, Luke chapter 11, I'm in John, but I meant Luke, let's see, Luke chapter 11, unless the Lord turned the page, I don't know. maybe he turned the page, wants me to read from John. Luke chapter 11, are you with me? Say, I'm with you. I'm going to read from verse 9 here. I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for eggs and some hash browns and biscuits and great I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't eat breakfast this morning. Verse 12. Or if he asks for an egg, is he going to give him a scorpion? Verse 13, if you then, being imperfect, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, say more, will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit, say Holy Spirit, to those who ask? I want to read a couple more verses to you. Now let me read uh, 1 Corinthians. We're going to read chapter 14, verse 1. I don't have any notes. It's one of those mornings. Someone who likes that saying hallelujah. Throw the notes out the dough. Verse 1 of chapter 14. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you may prophesy. You are anointed, Rochelle. I can preach better when you're up here. Just stay right there until I say leave, please. It says, pursue love and desire. We say desire? This word can be actually used in the Greek as a, a, a word that's used in a negative context, like a burning jealousy. You know what people do for what, jealous lovers? You know what people are capable of in a moment of a heat of jealousy? How many know what I'm talking about? I mean, they're capable of... Like, Like, just there's this desire. This word is used in a positive sense to desire a burning hunger, a fiery desire for spiritual empowerments from the Holy Spirit. He says, Paul says, desire. Zelo is the Greek word. Desire spiritual gifts but especially that you may prophesy. Let me hear you say amen. Amen. I'm going to read you another verse. Are you ready? Someone say one more verse. Come on. This is church. We read the Bible. It's inspired scripture. God breathed. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to read a couple verses towards the end. Verse 25, I'll start. See that you do not refuse him, God, who speaks. For if they did not escape, who refused him who spoke on earth? How much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven? Look at your neighborhood. That's kind of scary. Go ahead and look at him. Tell him. It's okay. There's some verses in the New Testament. They're a little freaky. That one scares me just a little bit. Okay. But I'm not afraid of God, but I am reverent when I read these kind of verses. Verse 26, whose voice then shook the earth? But now he is saying, yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Verse 27. Now this yet once more indicates the removal, say removal, say it again, say removal of the things that are being shaken as of the things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28 and 29 says, therefore, since we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. That's a good verse. Sometimes our message takes the reverence for God right out of it. Sometimes our our conception of God, God is a father, but guess what? I reverence him holy these moments of worship when the holiness of God begins to be revealed to us individually it causes us to bow, it causes our hearts to come under and say God you're holy I reverence you Father you're holy
1: he's a loving
0: Papa but he's also the creator of the universe can I hear you say amen verse 29 He says, for our God is a consuming fire. i got two more verses, two more scriptures. Are you still with me? Some of y'all are thinking he's reading a lot of scripture and he's going to preach a long time. No, I'm not, I promise. That's why I'm reading all of it now so I don't get stuck. I can just let you have it. All right, verse 11 of Matthew chapter 3. This is John the Baptist speaking. He says, I, actually, let me read verse 10. He says, even now the ax is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, if every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and is thrown in the fire. Say fire. Verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water into repentance, but he, Christ, who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit and fire. How many want some fire this morning? Is there anyone in here that wants some fire? Let me hear you one more time. Do you want fire this morning? Okay, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house which they were sitting and there appeared to them divided tongues of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, now close your Bible app or close your Bibles and let's pray. Would you lift your hands with me? Can we do that? Just one more time. Father, we adore you. We bless you. We honor you. Our hearts are open. We open up our entire being 100% to what you have for us. As a church, as individuals, as families. Men of God. Talking to the men. Men of God, open your hearts. God has for you. He wants to deposit some things in. He wants to set you free. Daughters, open your hearts. That he wants to pour his love into you. Children of God, God is love. He's here, and he's gonna bring freedom to you. Love tears down walls. And I declare right now, the walls that we put up, even those that are invisible because of vain imaginations and offenses and grudges, may they fall and crumble in the name of Jesus in our hearts. We're not afraid anymore. God, We let go. We say, Holy Spirit, come. You're welcome to do whatever you want to do. Do you agree with that? Can we say that together? Holy Spirit, you're welcome in my heart. Do whatever you want to do. In Jesus' name, There's people here that maybe even lost their appetites because it's been so long. But they're really hungry. They really need your bread, the bread of life. They need your presence. They need rivers of living water to touch them. So I know there's thirsty. I know there's hungry. And I ask you, Father, to touch people with fire. I know you have deposited fire on the inside of me. I know you've deposited the gift of faith within me. And the gift of this amazing sense of Papa God's love. This revelation of how you just probably a drop but how you look at the orphans how you look in humanity. You love them. You're ravished over them. And these things that you've deposited in me, I call forth right now to be upon me so that I may impart to these people. I just speak a blessing right now. And as I'm praying, I pray that you just stir their hearts. Would you put your hand on the person next to your shoulder and in a spirit of prayer just say, stir it up, Lord, right now. Go take a minute, just pray. Pray in the spirit language, pray in English. Just say, stir it up, Lord, more. Whoa, Lord, right now, I'm just praying right now for this person next to me, more. You know what they need? Get God's heart for them for a minute. Yeah, Shh. fire. <laughs> Come on. I know there's some hungry people here know there's some hungry people here. So you'll never leave us hungry. Jesus, you'll never leave us hungry. Those who hunger and thirst will be filled. How many believe that? All right. Can you say amen? And would you give God a shout of praise? Come on and give God just a big shout. Thank you, Rochelle. Beautiful. So this morning, I want to talk to you just for a little bit about fire. I want to tell you something. that I, I, lo- I don't know about you, if you, how well you know me, but I love the presence of God. I've had just moments in the presence of God. One moment in the presence of God, there's, there's a saint, St. Teresa of Avila. She said, one moment in the presence of God is better than 20 years of exhaustive intellectual knowledge. There's something about the pleasure of just being in that, that moment where you're aware of the Father's gaze over your life, that he just looks at you and he just his eyes are so full of love and affirmation for you as a son and a daughter. I love the presence of God. How many know I love to worship? Does anyone know me well that I love to worship? Some of you are like, yeah, sometimes we go for like an hour and 30 minutes. We do on a Sunday morning. We don't have a 15-minute or 27-minute window for worship. We live to worship. The priority of this house is the presence of Almighty God. But I want to tell you something else the Lord has given me, and he's put inside me. And since I was 17 and I became a Christian, there's something in me that has never gone out, and that is a flame of the fire of God. And I can't explain it. Through every circumstance that I've been in, through my own feeling defeated or unworthy because of choices I've made, the flame has never stopped flickering on the inside of me. When I'm discouraged, I can encourage someone else because there's a flame of heaven within me. I don't know how it works, but all I know is that He has given this to me. And I, guess what? I am a spiritual pyromaniac. I love fire. How many love fire? Would you raise your hand at me if you love like you literally love fire? Okay, you need help. I I have a couple stories for you and then I'm gonna preach. I, I have a few stories I have to share with you because there were some moments where I probably almost, you know, lit myself on fire. But when I was young, I loved fire. I just love fire. One time my friend and I were up in the desert where there's lots of bush where, you know, the whole we could have lit the whole desert on fire probably. But we're there and, uh, and we decide to burn the garbage. So we're up there barbecuing. We're like, well, you know, we should probably burn the trash. We're talking ourselves into it being a good idea, right? How many know when you do something that you know you shouldn't be doing, you try to talk yourself into it? Look at the person next to you if they do that a lot. All the wives looked at their husbands just now. So we're like, we should burn all the trash. Yeah, that's a good idea. So me and my friend decide okay, we have this big metal barrel full of trash. So let's go ahead and light on fire. But wait, no, I just don't want to light on fire. We got to put some gasoline on it or something. Like, we got to ignite it. We got to, it can't just, you know, we could burn it, but that's boring. Like, who wants a boring fire? Does anyone want a boring fire? I want a fire. And so we went ahead and put a little gas on it. And then we said, maybe we should put a little more. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should put a little more. So we're literally just pouring gas, pouring gas, bloop, bloop, bloop. How many know that's dangerous? Do not try this at home. This is a story of BC before Christ. Okay. So actually it wasn't, but I, I'm pouring gas. I can't lie from the pulpit. Come on. I'm pouring gas into this, this barrel of fire. And so we, I don't know how long, but we poured way too much gas in it. So we're thinking, all right, let's light it. But wait a minute. We better not light it like close. Cause it might like just right in our face. Um, there's some people that have made that mistake. And I don't want to do that. I've seen them YouTube videos, right? I'm not going to light myself on fire. So what we did is we got a rock. We were brilliant. We're like scientists, fire scientists. We got a rock. We t- uh, we basically put like a paper towel around it and crunched it around, and then we lit the paper towel, and we threw it, and hopefully we were, you know, African-American that day, and it went right inside. Hopefully we had little hoops on that moment, and then it went right inside and it would light the whole thing on fire. Come on, somebody. And so we went ahead and did it, and we expected just some fire to come up. Oh, my gosh. It was like a mini nuclear explosion. I'm not kidding. It literally, what's up, homie? It literally went boom, and it came off the ground probably about that high. I'm talking from the stage, not the floor. So about about a foot and a half, two foot. And it did like a little mini mushroom cloud just blew up. And we were so excited. We made a bomb. We're like, so no joke. I love fire. Another quick story. I was in junior high. Lord have mercy on me in junior high. I was not a, a well kid. And I, I was just wild. And so I had a friend that influenced me to be a pyro. I had no, nothing to do with it at all. Um, no, I take responsibility for it. So I, I, we, we like to burn G.I. Joes. I don't know why, okay? We weren't evil or nothing. We just burned stuff. And so that was the only thing we had, little G.I. Joes. And one time we got a G.I. Joe, and of course, you need gasoline to see a real fire. We don't want a boring fire. We're not going to just light burn ants. Some of you guys burn ants. with the. We wanted to see a real fire. So we went ahead and poured some gas on the G.I. Joe. We decided to put the gas in an co- empty coffee can. And so the G.I. Joe's on fire in the gutter in the front of my condominium. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Let's burn him a little more. So we take the gasoline and we pour a little bit on. Oh, yeah, look at him. He's burning. G.I. Joe's burning. What's up now, G.I. Joe? That's, I don't know what we are saying, but we're burning him. And I have the, the can of gasoline. And I went like this. And all of a sudden, the gas in the can is on fire. And I'm holding it. And I'm in the front of my condominium in the driveway. So what do I do? I throw it at my friend. No, I didn't throw it at him. (laughs) I threw it away from me and it literally lit my whole driveway on fire. Flames, probably about 15 to 20 foot high. We're like, oh my God. And then we grabbed the hose. That didn't work. It's gasoline. Any firemen in here? (laughs) We didn't know what we were doing. Well, the funny part of the story is uh, that our neighbor across the street was an Worked for the Arson Squad. He was retired. And he came and talked to my dad. And I think I stayed away from fire for a little while after that. <laughs> One more story. Not too long ago, I think it was last week now, I'm just kidding. One time we were uh, me and this other guy were in the desert and we we were bored, so hey, let's just light a fire. I think it was a little cold out. We had you know, we talked ourselves into it again. So we went ahead and we were under this bridge. Um, and it was just all concrete and we got a bunch of tumbleweeds. How many know tumbleweeds are very highly flammable. Do you like tumbleweed You know, the ones with little thorns and they're very annoying, but we were like, Hey, we need to burn these things. They're no good. They're, they're just like, you know, these are like rejected from God's creation. We need to burn them and let the fire of God consume them. Um, So we took all these tumbleweeds and, you know, we kept gathering tumbleweeds. It was a bridge and we just kept gathering them. We probably had, I don't know, 30 or 40 tumbleweeds. And these were big tumbleweeds, some bigger than others, but we just put them all there. Then we said, okay, you ready? Now it's time. And these were tumbleweeds. They were highly flammable. It was almost like they were dipped in lighter fluid. You light them and they just, they consume, just consume. So we went ahead and lit it, backed up, and with a matter of seconds, there was two huge uh, things of smoke on either side of the bridge. Cars are going by, probably wondering, like, what? Is this bridge is on fire. And then we look back in the underneath the bridge, there was nothing left. The fire consumed every single one of those tumbleweeds. And I love fire. Have I told you that yet? So come to find out, I get born again, and I experience the fire of God's presence, and I can't get enough. Because I know that he wants his love to burn inside of us. He wants his love to burn within us. His fire consumes. His fire is infectious. Come on. How many know that when you are on fire, that the person next to you is going to experience it? It's going to come out if your language is going to come out when you pray for them, it's going to come out the things that you talk about. And God wants you to be a people that walk in the fire of his spirit. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy ghost and fire. And sometimes we love the gentle dove of the Holy spirit. How many love the gentle dove of the Holy spirit, right? Where it's just like we're floating in clouds and the Holy spirit is so wonderful. But some of us haven't encountered the fiery side of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you something. God is not a wimp. He is strong. And when the fire of the Holy Ghost comes on you, it will transform your life. And some of you are hungry for that. And I want to tell you this morning, I feel like the Lord wants to deposit a a consuming fire. He wants to deposit a fire where you are so consumed in God that it doesn't matter what fiery trial you're in, but the fire that God consumes you in is greater than that fiery trial. There's something about abiding in Him where it doesn't matter what is going on in your life, but when His fire consumes you, you're it's all good. Here's what I heard the Lord say this morning. There's some tumbleweeds that He wants to burn. And I feel like that some of you have have surrounded yourself with thorny tumbleweeds of unforgiveness and offense and maybe even things that you ain't supposed to be doing and the lord wants you to lay it before him so he can consume it and get rid of it out of your life i don't know about you but i the 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 way that thorns get you in the desert is they don't leave. Have you ever walked through some of those thorns in the desert and they get stuck in your shoes and you like you can't get them out? The Lord wants to get rid of those tumbleweeds that you surrounded yourself in. How many are hungry for fire? How many want to pour some lighter fluid on the Holy Ghost fire in your life right now? I want you to examine your heart right now. And I want you to the Lord I want to ask you to just ask the Lord and say, what are the tumbleweeds I need to lay at your feet? Just close your eyes and, and just say, Holy Spirit, show me what the tumbleweeds are. Who have I not forgiven? What are the offenses I need to lay down? Because God wants to consume it. It's 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 not good. There's nothing of substance. The fire of God comes and it consumes that which does not have substance. He comes and He speaks and He shakes the things in your life that can be shaken. The Bible says, don't refuse Him who speaks. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, show me. Would you say it out loud? Say, Holy Spirit, show me what the tumbleweeds are. I don't know about you, but I don't want tumbleweeds in my life. I want the fire of God to come and just consume the stuff that we tolerate how many know the saying, whatever you tolerate will dominate? I, I want to pray for some of you that have felt like maybe maybe you've surrounded yourself with things that you need to lay on the altar. Close your eyes one more time. W- worship team, come on up. We're going to just do this. I want to I do an altar call, and we're going to do some impartation, but I want to first. Listen, we serve the God who answers by fire, and he answers when there's a sacrifice on the altar. And he's looking for you to just lay down that which you know you need to lay down. And I specifically felt like the Lord said there are tumbleweeds of offense, of unforgiveness, and of bitterness. Some of you are are surrounding yourself with tumbleweeds that are a depression, fear, and anxiety. And listen, the fire of God will come and just consume all of it up today if you lay it down. I want you to close your eyes and I want to ask those of you that are here right now, you say, you know what? I got some tumbleweeds. The Holy Spirit's been telling me. Some of you have uh, issues with relationships and I feel like the Lord, like, you know, family and friends. And I I feel like the Lord is just going to, just going to tear down those walls. His fire is just going to come and just consume those walls that have been put up. So those of you, as the Holy Spirit is stirring in your heart right now, I want you to just simply do this. Say, if you're saying, God, I got some stuff I need to lay on the altar for you to consume, I want you to raise your hand right now. Just raise, slip your hand up. Say, that's me. I'm ready to lay it down. And as you raise your hand, let the Lord just stir you up a little bit more. Your hand's up. Your hand's lifted. Now, without hesitation, I want to ask you to run up here and lay those tumbleweeds down and begin to cry out to God. Go ahead, come on. You only get as much as you want. If you're hungry, some of you might want to bow. Just come and let's burn. Shh. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the fire of your presence right now. We thank you for the fire of your spirit right now. Shh. Let it go, let it go. As we worship, we're going to pray and minister to you. Just release it. Let's worship together.